0: But here's what he did. Ram it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, sir. Of, of course,
1: course we but will. not have to think about like. it. So let's ram it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to do ram it. Just Outrageous. That's where he just, I like i do not remember any of it. That's, <laughs> it. that's the way to go. i over
0: look What's at the Rams right? today and Ram it. I mean, he, now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? Yeah. Wow. Ram hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rams Brothers The Pod. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined by my brother, and the other host of this show, Nick and Nick, how are you? I'm not doing too good, but how are you?
1: Dean, it's Halloween. I'm trying to keep my spirits high, but I think we need to take off
0: the ears. I was going to say, for the listening audience, Nick uh, came on to the episode wearing cat ears.
1: Yeah. You know, the cat ear- of his Halloween costume, I'm assuming. Yeah, I was a cool cat, but there's nothing cool about how the Rams performed. <laughs> <laughs> good tie in there. I'll give you credit for that. Props. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm fine. Uh, three and four. I tried, like you said before we start the episode, I lost zero sleep. This is what I thought was going to happen. I didn't expect Christian McCaffrey to be a freaking, you know, hunk of hunks king god. Um, I just hate that they got my hopes up, you know? Like they score, and then they score again 17-7. I'm like, oh, like we figured it out. And no.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I think the terminology, hunk of hunk, king gods, is uh, enough to put you down, I would say. Uh, Threw me off for a loop, just that that comment. But at the same time, uh, expectations are set one way, right? We had a conversation about the game, obviously, beforehand. We did a podcast where we talked about the potential preview, the injuries, everything that seemingly was going right for the Rams. Even the line changing went from one and a half points in favor of the Niners all the way to one in favor of the Rams seemingly overnight and it seemed like everything was in position for the Rams to take advantage of it capitalize they're in their own stadium where they won the NFC Championship. It's the first time since they won the NFC championship they were back in that stadium against the 49ers and they fall flat on their face in the second half and it's demoralizing it's upsetting Um, but Nick before we jump in anything do you want to cover
1: off on our sponsor yeah why don't we get into it bet online Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game treads at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sporting wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, always the easiest. All your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Have you been practicing your ad reads? I haven't, but you know, that was, I mean, that was about as pristine as you can have
0: for an ad read. <laughs> Thank you. You put me in a better mood because I know how hard you've been working on nailing down every little piece of punctuation on the ad read. So appreciate
1: your efforts there, Nick. It Thank you. Like you. You know,
0: prepared, you had a game plan
1: unlike the Rams did. And I executed it, you know? For sure. I came out here, and I came out here with, with an idea of how to do something that I've done time and time again. You know? It's it's something that I see maybe twice a year, and you'd expect that I would have a vision that would be able to tackle the task at hand. And yet, I did. So <laughs> I was the one who was able to do that. But the Rams? <laughs> they were not.
0: Uh, yeah, so the Rams lost this game to the 49ers obviously in SoFi Stadium 31 to 14. They were shut out, Nick, in the second half 21 to nothing. they're below 500 again, I think for the third time this season. Uh, they're 3 and 4 on the season, 1 and 2 in the division. And Nick, that video just that we posted as a preview, as a clip, you know, promoting the episode we were talking about and this was actually you. You had the quote in saying that I want to see a fun, a creative, a scripted series to start the game. And that's where, you know, I was kind of hanging my hat. You figure two weeks with the bye, you're coming up against San Francisco. You know, you have a pretty good idea of who's out, who's in, where the matchups are, positionless players, everything that we talked about in the preview. And then you didn't get that, right? After two full weeks, they go three plays, negative two yards, and have to punt. And I thought that it set a very strange, weird, Halloween, whatever the hell you want to call it, tone, where I felt like at any moment in this game, even if they have encouraging drives, they could put together you know, an 8-play, 12-play, 15-play, 85-yard touchdown drive, which they did a couple of times in this game. I still thought that there was potential for them to revert back to that terrible offense that we've seen throughout the first seven weeks of the season, eight weeks of the season. And it you know, obviously it reared its ugly head. They were prepared to play in the first half, not prepared to play in the second half. And there were a lot of Nick key misses slash turning points in this game I would say where it's like if this would have happened then the whole game would have been different and it felt like there were a handful of those which is really kind of the the most frustrating part because you're texting each other back and forth well you know maybe if you had that interception or if that ball popped you know a different way and it's been happening now week over week and it's what happens when you're you're not the best team in the league anymore.
1: Yeah, I I mean, just off the top of my head, the fumble that just flew into the hands of another Forty Nine er, Ramsey juggling the ball like three times, got his hand on another one, Um, the Higby drop where he had like an entirely open field that could have even been a touchdown. I I know Higby's not the fastest guy, Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of those things that just didn't go our way, and it's alarming when you're the worst offense in the league and you supposedly have everything that you want it, you know, I mean, obviously you still have some injuries, but we're trotting out rivers and undrafted running back as our bell cow for this game. And I know Henderson was sick, but he's on the field and he's taking snaps. So there's, I, I just think there's no excuse for the run game anymore. Um, McVay is just lost his creativity this year. There is a sense of, oh, like, oh, it didn't go our way this week, which is just something I've never seen under him. Uh, I'm seeing like smiles on the sidelines when they're down and just kind of like rats as opposed to like, you know, the token like, you know, super energetic or super pissed off. So it feels like they're kind of coasting this year. And I just think when you have this roster, and I know there are injuries, um, but like, how long are we going to be complacent with this Niners team? No, I know. Well, year in, year problems. out. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of players on the
0: roster, Nick, to your point, that want to win right now, and they want to beat the 49ers consistently. You don't want to revert back to what happened, I think, it was in the late 80s and early 90s where they lost 17 straight, to the 49ers and you're just kind of reverting to the same old sorry Rams and history kind of repeats itself and you want to be able to avoid that stuff and it doesn't seem like there's a great enough sense of urgency from quarter to quarter from series to series Uh, you have to be able to have continuity on both sides of the ball you know you have to play complementary football and I don't think that the Rams are doing that very well right now whatsoever and when momentum swings and obviously the whole talk of Levi South and Everybody entering the, the Ramses stadium when the opponent plays, whether it's the Cowboys or the 49ers or whoever it may be, opposing fans, you know, it happens. And there's there's a lot of history, obviously, that goes into it, right? Obviously, them moving to St. Louis and then back to Los Angeles and originally being in Los Angeles. There's
1: and just so many what, moving pieces and variables, right? It's what it's, a it's Los Angeles a lot of time and winning. What a Los Angeles team means in general, like a football team that is LA's team a city full of transplants it's going to take a while to cultivate anything similar to what you're going to see in a place like Jacksonville even like like that's like a a new team you kind of have to treat this Rams team essentially the way that you would have you know treated the Jags back in 1996 or whenever they entered the league so it's I, and then like the established juggernaut that is the 49ers. That's like one of the most classic teams It's already California. And these people that have been living here have just had, you know, the, the Dodgers Niners fans, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. And it's, uh, I mean, that's incredibly frustrating though. Like I heard it was 80 to, I heard it was like close to like 80 to 20, um, which is just sad. Um, Yeah. That's just it's really not even something that
0: you could defend. And it's the best part about it is it's the biggest non issue. If you could just come out and win the game, you can get another picture of 49ers fans leaving on escalators in drones. Like that's the way to kind of close that chapter. And they haven't been able to do that. I think that's the most frustrating part. And obviously, coming out of this game, Christian McCaffrey having a hat trick. Uh, or winning the punt, pass, and kick contest, whatever you want to call it. Is this a like, Charlie Brown episode? What, yeah, sure. I just think back to Andy Reid when he was like 300 pounds as a 12-year-old. <laughs> my, one of my favorite videos of all time. But when a running back, Nick, I think that it's a tell, right? When a running back catches a screen six yards behind the line of scrimmage and then starts to slow up and then you see his hands kind of creep up. And you've seen this play in the Super Bowl. You've seen it earlier on in the season. You've gotten beat by it before. Like typically, a team will break out a trick play in a situation where they feel like their offense is somewhat vulnerable, or they don't feel like they can necessarily move the ball the way that they need to. But what the and we talked about this, Nick, in a, that little clip that we we previewed uh, for the last episode. We were just talking about throwing the kitchen sink at the other team and being able to come prepared with multiple bullets and ammunition and really everything that you could possibly do as an offense. Rams seem like they exploited all of that in the first half, and then McVeigh always talks about Nick being big balls, like he wants to be, you know. And Shanahan's always talking about nothing related to that. He's just kind of staying <laughs> staying within the game plan. Shanahan looks like he has bigger balls than McVeigh when they play against each other, all but for one time. Like we're turning into the little giants. The one Shanahan, time I, yeah, one time, yeah. I raced uh, our bikes down Cherry Hill, Kevin and you know kevin always beat me but there was that one time
1: well yeah that was well i mean that was the argument everybody used today all the rams fans that dealt with non-year fans in their life like me i was like yeah i mean w- would you trade eight regular seasons for one super bowl appearance you know um yeah but yeah that it probably would. Yeah. that and it, yeah and everybody would say yes i would take the super bowl appearance um the nfc championship uh it is just crazy how it's just it has been one time. That was such a win for younger brothers that day that uh, Sean McVay NFC Championship won. Yeah. The second one. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's how long are we going to deal with this? And, you know, Super Bowl hangovers are real and it takes a lot to get back there. And, and for a team that went the distance and went that far and then won the Super Bowl, um, you can kind of like, I think it's why I can watch these games and not be head over heels mad. Like I still, I still have a lot of faith in this team. Yeah. It's just yeah. so frustrating to to be the worst offense when you know you have, like you know, you you are capable. I know you don't have Cam Akers, even though you kind of do. You're just like you have a lover spat with him, and now they're saying like he may be like back on the Rams. Um, but yeah, you had like you have to be more creative you have to know what to expect with Shanahan and hopefully you just don't see him again, but this Niners team, I mean, there's no shot. They don't make the playoffs. I don't think I think, yeah, I think they're shoe in
0: it's, it's tough. And I think you lose any form of encouragement, right? And you like you lose kind of the flow of the game and you know that you're missing on moments, which is why it's so disappointing because there are moments in this game where you feel like there's progression. Like Jalen Ramsey forcing that fumble on McCaffrey. That doesn't land right in a 49ers player's hands while he's sitting on the ground. Complete change of pace. Right? I don't know how that completely, happens. Completely back in our favor. And then the Higby drop, Nick. That play mm. goes for at least 45 or 50 he, yards. Yeah, he,
1: he he's minimum at midfield. There was right. one guy he had to beat at at, at
0: midfield. It and was he probably, Higby probably gets tackled in that situation. But then there's also moments that... You know, the uh, the Allen Robinson penalty, which all of a sudden taunting. I was watching the end of that Panthers game. I watched DJ Moore just rip off his helmet and say this is my house or whatever the hell he was saying when the Panthers caught that touchdown. And then I don't know if they forced it into overtime or within was in the last seconds of of the game, and then Young-Way Koo kicked the game-winning field goal. But my point was
1: that – The taunting call in that Panthers game. Oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, I was just saying that was full – taunting like that was a perfect example of like the definition of taunting and just because it was a personal taunt where he you know actually went first down right in his face
1: you can't like, do that unfortunately i had, I mean, had to decide with the with the refs there even though it well, was that's, and that's what they said too yeah. it's like i guess it can't be directed at a player specifically it could just yeah be exactly. i mean you know just be better than that uh a rob you haven't really done that much on this team to really like you know taunt
0: yeah, was that Jimmy Ward? He was in his face of. I think it was either Jimmy Ward
1: or Fred Warner. Well, the worst yeah. thing I saw was, no,
0: the, was I'm not sure.
1: Was the Bosa Donald when he did the? That really drove me nuts. Oh,
0: I hated that. Yeah, there. I mean, every time they flashed the Debo with his two chains on, it pissed me off, drive me nuts.
1: But uh, I just uh, just a little. I'm gonna, I'm going to go a little off the rails here. That uh, Panthers game, the taunting in that game, because I don't know if you saw it. Uh, that that was the longest recorded throw in Next Gen Stats history. <laughs> to make that hail mary touchdown, dude takes off his helmet, gives them the flag, forces the extra point back that would have won them the game. Oh, they, that's what happened. They missed the extra point because he took off the helmet. And then they intercept Mariota, or maybe not intercept it, but they get the ball in Falcons territory. He misses another kick in overtime, and then the Falcons win. And as somebody who bet on the Falcons, that was fantastic. That's ridiculous. We were talking about P.J. Walker. He can play, and now he's the
0: starting quarterback there. Yeah, XFL quarterbacks are like – Two and zero or almost something like that. Yeah, PJ Walker Walker could play. Would have been a hell of a backup for us. Yeah, he's going to be good for the Panthers. I think that's the Uh, kind kind of. Are we going to talk about cup at all? It sucks that yeah, we're going to talk about cup. We'll get to him. It sucks that we're even talking about the Panthers like in parallels with the Rams, right? It's even like a comparable situation. They're only one game apart. Panthers are what two and six? or three and four?
1: I don't know. know, What I think they knew they knew they were trading McCaffrey going into that game and they were like, we're just going to freaking pound you as your last game because they have shown so much life. If we were to see the Panthers like next week versus when we caught them in the schedule, that's honestly an L at this point. Yeah, I think that's be. a loss.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it feels like any team can be a loss at this point. Although, you know, you don't know what they're going to be able to do with Jefferson getting back into the lineup. Hopefully some kind of integration, with Van Jefferson, his zero targets, zero receptions, and zero yards in this game, I guess you can make the argument that it opened up the offense for Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup, But, you know, Ben Skoranek is going to start to be phased out, had one catch on a drag where he was in motion for a first down. two Atwell had zero snaps. Brandon Powell, zero targets, zero carries, zero yards. I think he only played three offensive snaps, but was questionable coming into the game. But my, I think my biggest gripe with the offense holistically is, where is the running game? Like, I mean, if Ronnie Rivers is your lead back, are you not going to trade for a running back? Are you just going to go with Ronnie Rivers and Henderson, who, when you need him the most, and I I hate to say this because he was great in the Super Bowl, made a big catch, but, like, when you need him the most, it feels like he has a lower body injury or he tweaked something, or in this case, he has the flu, and he's having issues breathing during the game. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, which is why Ronnie Rivers is the, the guy who's getting the start. And I guess Matthew Barry had... A little bit more detail on Henderson's sickness versus you know it just being an illness versus actually being the flu. So and then you're stuck with Ronnie Rivers. And you know what? It doesn't really FM matter because No, I mean
1: he performed exactly like Henderson would have I performed. I mean, yeah, ago. and the Rams'
0: is rush offense right now, Nick. They're they're good for sixty-eight point four yards per game. That's second worst to Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, you have you need to get somebody. Right now, if you want to salvage this year, I, I or yeah, I don't know what you do. Oh, you pull up that clip from uh, Happy Gilmore where um, he's talking to Chubb and he's like, You suck and I'm great, you're smart and I'm dumb. And you just have McVay say that to Cam. Never gonna happen. No, Cam would have to say that to
0: McVay. No, I, yeah, see, I. There, no, what I'm saying is that's Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler's the one that's saying that to Chubb in the movie, right? But I think
1: McVeigh's track record proves that he does. He's not good at handling running backs. I think he has too high expectations for what these guys should be able to do, um, and then he just gets you know peeved off when they're not Todd Gurley's, um, and, and not even, and even when they are Todd Gurley, literally. They need to be 2018, 2017, Todd Gurley. So yep. it's yep. tough. He was spoiled with that run game. And then like even last year, like our run game was not where it where it, it should have been. Um to the point where it's almost like, wow, like where we like we were the best team, of course, but it was questionable up until the very end, you know? Completely. Yeah. Chubbs, you only got one on
0: so fast. <laughs> that's I was a little distracted while you were talking. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of situation I, you're completely right. I, I just I'm not confident with them being sixth worst offense last year and like them feeling like they can get away with it. They still ran for 30 more yards per game last year than they're running for this year. And I just they there has to be somebody out there that they're looking to trade, but I don't I also don't feel like the run scheme is anywhere near what San Francisco's is. Like they, Well, nobody's here, to be fair. But it's – well, Buffalo's kind of starting to go to that that direction. And, you know, Baltimore's at least creative with how they run the ball. Like, I I need a little bit of that. I I absolutely need it in a Sean McVay offense because they came from the same coaching minds. And, like, you're hanging out with Kyle Shanahan. It's like the one piece that you didn't take away from his mentorship was that intricate run scheme. And you know what? I feel like Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's dad – is always going to be in his ear about that because it's the same kind of shit that Mike Shanahan used to run, and it was way ahead of its time then, and it's been redeveloped and remastered by Kyle Shanahan. It's the one piece, Nick, that he just doesn't have in his
1: offense. Yeah, definitely a little soul-crushing, but (laughs) one of them out of those two as a Super Bowl, and I'm going to be correct. able to sit on that for at least another couple of years. Yeah,
0: Somehow, I mean, he got it, got
1: away with it last year. Let me ask you this: The Rams are approaching the uh, the Jets on most uh, games lost in a row by a divisional rival. Jets now 13 uh, against the Patriots. Um, how many more San Francisco losses until McVeigh is legitimately questioned? Gets a call from Cronky. How many times? Like, are we like 10 away? I don't know. I'd, I'd say
0: maybe. F- I mean, if you do it again next year, like the conversation yeah, but like,
1: comes up again. If that the NFC, NFC championship is and the year after maybe, maybe four is the number. Nobody wants to include the NFC championship, even though it's the one that meant the most. Even though I think in 2019 they were playing against them to get into the playoffs and then they lost. It was like it was like week sixteen or something. Yeah, something um, like that. You're right. But but still, uh, yeah, it's definitely like I was just wonder how much cushion he has, and then I nice. listened to Bill Simmons saying he's like, "Damn, McFay really messed up. He could have been." Uh, on TV, it's like dude, dude's doing the one job that he like that he wants to do. Nobody wants to be commentating on television.
0: No, it, I mean, maybe us. You know, put us on TV. You do that after you have a twenty year. Yeah, maybe us. You do that if you have a twenty year NFL career. Yeah, I, I don't I, know why that was worth the, the perfect example of what to do after you retire. Yeah,
1: you know, sexiest is ball man, according to some people.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, I understand why Simmons being a Boston guy. He's a smart oh, he's, ass. You know, he's, he's gonna such say an ass. That. <laughs> such an ass. Such an ass. I know, but that's why he's good. Um, and Cooper Kopnik, I told you I we're going to get them. Dealing with swelling, tissue swelling in his ankle. He's expected to play next Sunday against Tampa Bay. But Sean, what the? What are you doing? Up, you're up, you're down 14 17 points, rather, with no shot to win in this game. You're throwing Cooper Cup a screen when all the backups are on the field. Like, dad actually made a really good point on Twitter, Nick. He was like, What the hell's Liam Cohn doing? Like, we really miss O'Connell right now, and his team so happens to be six and one. So, love the Vikings, love the Vikings, Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I and I'm so stupid for saying this, I feel like, but I didn't think there was going to be that severe of a drop-off between O'Connell and Liam Cohn, considering what O'Connell's responsibilities were, right? And, and how, you know, McVeigh really kind of controls the entire offense. No, then I, Liam Cohn comes in and it's clearly a drop-off. I think
1: McVeigh trusted O'Connell deeply where mm-hmm. post November, he's coming to his office and he's saying, dude, I need. I totally need your help. Like, I can't do this alone. And even in the Super Bowl, mic'd up, you know, you can see you like he's talking about like good call, Kevin, or he said something to that. Yeah, chagrin. Um, this other guy, what he's bringing to the table, if anything, is subtracting from where we are. Um, even if like, even if it's to the point where McVeigh's not listening to him, I think at I would be, you're hard-pressed, like, had must have such an ego if he's not listening to him at this point because, I mean, you know, we're in shambles over here. Are you talking about Liam Cohn? Yeah, Cone. Well, I mean, maybe he is
0: listening to him and everything that he's suggesting is being destroyed once it gets out to the Jarvis, field.
1: Yeah, could be. yeah,
0: maybe it's a combination of, of their, you know, it's a combined game plan and all of the offensive assistants are kicking in and they need some additional help. Like, you just got to be able to get creative and – you know, it's all going to come back on Sean McVay. He's the the leader of the offense, and he's the, he's the one calling the plays. So it will eventually get back to him. But we've always liked when there's been somebody in that room, somebody in his ear, and it worked well with Matt LaFleur in 2017. It worked really well with Kevin O'Connell last year, as we've seen. You know, a couple of other guys have been in and out. It's been working well. But I don't know if this Liam Cohn marriage is going to, is going to work out the way that it needs to. And, I mean, I just wanted to go through some of the inefficiencies on this roster for a second because I – it's going to kind of translate into what I, what we're going to talk about next, right? We're going to do our uh, first version of the overreaction Monday segment. We'll do that at the very end, but a couple of Maybe things too, just, segments. yeah, we've got a new segment and um, just some, some inefficiencies I feel like throughout this roster. And then it'll kind of trickle into some of the drop off and turnover that we've had on this roster year over year that sometimes people just forget, like just naming names. You're going to be like, Holy shit. Um, but the offense, they can't establish any kind of running game, right? 21 carries for 56 yards. That's 2.7 yards per carry. It's one rushing touchdown that was scored in this game, Nick, because Stafford had to do his best John Elway impression in order for the Rams to get to the end zone.
1: The that is so much false hope. Yeah,
0: I know. Same. Same And the passing attack, Nick, it's, it's too predictable. The pocket collapses too fast. And even with the 49ers having a multitude of Pro Bowl caliber players on the defensive line out in this game, it still doesn't make a difference. It's it just it's just like,
1: yeah, enough. I'm watching that and I'm like, something's going to give. You cannot keep throwing the ball this much and expecting incredible results with, without Whitworth and the others missing on the line. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, second half comes out and they can't get any – zero points on the board. It's a miracle
0: that they didn't turn the ball over.
1: Yeah, I know. If I I would have told
0: you that they're not going to turn the ball over and they're going to be winning at halftime, you'd probably be like, they won the game. Yeah. Not the case. But before, Nick, we bash the defense too. I feel like the defense is such a talking point. Like winning in the NFL, I talked about complementary football. The Rams' offense has to put the defense in positions to win. They haven't done that all year. And they're legitimately on the field far too frequently in terms of just – you know, it's it's this three and out and a turnover, and it's just been consistent with this team throughout the entire year. They have no pass rush whatsoever. Like Leonard Floyd shows up for what two plays in the first half, gets two sacks, and then he's Casper the Friendly Ghost for the rest. Which of the is season. a
1: shame because they like the the game plan this. I mean, Shanahan knew that because the game plan he 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 had enough time to freaking you know. Do a little patty cake by himself back there before he threw the ball it was insane. Yeah.
0: I know it's frustrating. Um, and and that's to like the secondary, too. I was really frustrated. I, I feel like they need to bring in a game changing edge rusher, like, they're not going to be a solid defense or an above average defense until they bring in more of a pass rush. It's just kind of plain and simple. Their secondary is young, Nick. We watched, did you see Darion Kendrick get into an argument with Jalen Ramsey on the sidelines, like between Tack McKinsley? Justin hollins and then these guys like why are you arguing with jalen ramsey
1: uh, well i mean that kind of reminded me last year um uh, the game that we were at the ravens uh rap, oh, Taylor and ramsey yeah. went at it pretty hard so i mean that stuff i think that's just like like you watch basketball and you see these guys just like yelling at each other that's something that we're not gonna understand um as like the viewer that's something that we're most people are going to blow out of proportion i think that's totally just kind of like brotherly pissed off talk back and forth. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah. because But at the same time, I'm sure he's freaking pissed.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And and Taylor Rapp, too. Like You brought him up. I'm glad you did because I remember that sideline spat or whatever you want to call it where him and Ramsey went at it. We, it was literally right in front of us because we were on that sideline. Uh, he's not a threat to do anything, Taylor Rapp. Like, he feels like he's constantly out of position, can't cover. When he makes the big hit, it's illegal. I feel like he's got to be cut. Yeah, well, it's, he's just not going to be re-signed. He's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Like, he's just not going to be on the team next year. If he's not traded, he just,
1: he's, he's gone.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's I mean he's in the last year of his deal, like we said.
1: Put him in yeah. the package for, for Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Put sure. him in the Kareem Hunt package. Sure. He Absolutely. got the ring.
0: Yeah, sure. And then Troy Hill, Nick, in the slot, too. Like, he seemed like, I don't know, if he... Just coming off of an injury, his first game back. And Nick Scott is in free safety in Jordan Fuller's position, who's on the IR. Taylor Rapps at strong safety. But they were when they were elite down the stretch, it was Eric Weddle. It was Eric Weddle in Taylor Rapps' role. And you could see the difference over eight weeks so far. And the defense just can't. They can't cause a turnover. They're like allergic to causing a turnover against this team.
1: Yeah, I think they have the least turnovers in the league. I, that's just yeah. me speculating it's no, that's I think just, you're I'm right. a sorry Rams fan uh, I think worst right. offense least turnovers with I mean yeah, I stopping myself from from going where I would have went last year I'm stopping myself from saying, well, you got the guy that you wanted and this is the result because I know that that's not. There's so much, yeah. so much more wrong with this team, yeah, it's than, not, it's not just than quarterback play. Um,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for all the reasons that we just listed, right? You yeah. can't even can't point fingers at one player specifically. It's such a handful of players, yeah. and you're and not just to go back
1: to play. the to the cup thing, uh, that injury, um, the play before, like the drive before that, where you're backed up in your own end zone. You ran the ball three times, and you got nothing every single time. What are you fighting for? Like legitimately what? like like it's horrible, but him being hurt is what that office deserves for putting him out there in that situation. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we, obviously I don't wish that on any player in the entire NFL at all. but when you like that's like a um, what was the situation with uh, Alex Smith? When they put him out there, and he just got like clobbered, um, and just, I, like, got I all. feel
0: like he played the first game of his comeback against us, and Donald yeah. clobbered him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking about when he like broke his like. Oh, foot. when he got hurt, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like they put him out there in a situation where like one of the offensive linemen was like his first. I would say it was something really bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't remember it's just like no, that's the, that is the bonehead stuff that is going to injure players and it's just mm-hmm. horrible to see that happen i'm like what is he even doing out there put in freaking like stafford shouldn't even be out there either
0: but i had a hard time even having the game on after i saw cooper cup was down i'm so glad he walked off under his own power but that just would have been the nail in the coffin from him obviously you keep watching games and everything but if he's not on the field there's it's a completely different team and you're just looking forward to next year if that's the case so luckily it, yeah. he's okay
1: It got to the point where I'm watching that game and I invited my neighbors over and we're having a good time. Uh, We're trying to, at least. And that happens and we flip on over to the Colts game. And all of a sudden we are way more excited for uh, Heineke coming back and winning that game than anything we saw for the entirety of the Rams game. So (laughs) that just tells you everything you need to know.
0: Yeah, it sure does. I mean, and we were talking about this last night on Twitter. So if you had a chance to see it, cool. Um, If you didn't, it's just players that we lost this offseason, Nick. Like, I'm going to read off these names, and you're going to be like, how do we even have a full squad this year? Andrew Whitworth, Austin Corbett, OBJ, Robert Woods, Sony Michelle, Von Miller, Eric Weddle, Darius Williams, Sebastian Joseph Day, Johnny Hecker, just to name a few. That's 10 starting caliber players. Like, you only have 11 on offense and 11 on defense. Like, that's half the damn team was lost in the offseason. Like, the roster turnover. Was insane, absolutely yeah. insane.
1: Yeah, and just as like um, like McVay loses coaches every year. When you win a Super Bowl, you're going to poach some players, and some some of these people were obviously just like like Von Miller's and uh, Johnny Heckers. Where after that year, you know, we didn't have a plan for you. We need we, we needed to figure it out at that you know then, and then to top the the icing on the on the poopy cake yesterday was obj tweeting about how great buffalo Buffalo looked yeah so yeah i don't see any compelling reason for him to come back at this point if i'm him i'm like what am i coming into throwing me exclusively the ball like come on completely understandable i just want to go through
0: the replacements as we went through the players (sighs) the replacements for all these guys and like we're gonna and it's tough because as i'm writing this i'm thinking to myself how did I really trick myself into believing that this roster is going to be good enough to go seven and one the same way that the team did last year? I knew that they weren't going to be that good, but I felt like they would be better than three and four at this point. And I thought that they would at least have an opportunity to split with San Francisco. And you got one as good as gold yesterday. So that's why I'm so frustrated. Whitworth replaced with Noteboom boom out hurt for the year. Achilles. There's an injury clause in his contract that they can get out of, I think nine and a half million dollars. If they cut bait before next year, that's probably going to happen. So Whitworth, no boom X Corbett Coleman Shelton as a replacement hurt X OBJ and Robert Woods replaced with Alan Robinson and Ben Skronic X. And then another X Sony Michelle replaced with Malcolm Brown. That just hurts because we love Sony Michelle. If you just go back and look at Sony Michelle's numbers in December of last year, and you'll realize why Dina Nick of Rams Brothers The Pod love Sony Michelle. We talk about him all the time. We do. Von Miller was repl- <laughs> replaced by Justin Hollins. What the fuck? Eric Weddle <laughs> replaced by Taylor Rapp. Sorry, Disney. Usually we don't. <laughs> We'll drop the F-bomb. I mean, all. I have to. This is a 49ers episode. I'm dropping at least it's one funny. F-bomb. We still get the PG-13 rating. That's true. Um, and it has to be in, a, in a uh, I guess, a fair way. It was I think, justifiable right there. It was there. Is that I what they say?
1: It has to be in a fair way. I
0: don't know. You know um, you're the critical studies guy. I know. I should know you, that. You should know that. Eric Weddle replaced by Taylor Rapp, we said. Darius Williams replaced by what should be Robert Rochelle. But for whatever reason, he can't get on the field. He's the worst special teams player I've ever seen in my life. Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant. I guess those are the two replacements. Kobe Durant only took special team snaps yesterday. Darion Kendrick was the guy that was forced to step up. A fifth round pick, sixth round, sixth round pick. I mean, what do you expect? Sebastian Joseph Day, replaced by Marquise Copeland. Who? Oh. Brown? <laughs> Bobby Brown wasn't even on the field yesterday Bobby Brown wasn't even dressed in his uniform yesterday Ugh. like what the fuck's going on sorry I said it again this is
1: just making me really upset that's two F-bombs we
0: got the R rating uh oh whatever
1: we have um, to switch from Disney to Touchstone Pictures their, <laughs> their company where they want to release under you know different sorry.
0: I think I tweeted the F-bomb yesterday too but it's it's true frustration uh, I mean I'm even going to go back to Nick to Johnny Munt. You remember Johnny Munt now for yeah. the Vikings? Yeah, we remember him. Friend of the pod. Just kidding, he's not. Bryson Hopkins. That's his replacement. I mean, he was on what? He got suspended for three weeks because he was doing God knows what? And was he even on the field yesterday? I think he played 10 snaps. So that doesn't mean, that's
1: not working. Was Munt the one that uh did like the lateral in the in the NFC championship? You, or the whatever it's called, you pass it to him and you pass it back to Stafford. Then Stafford threw it downfield.
0: No, oh, the the uh, what the hell is that play? Flea flicker. Flea no. flicker. No, because no, because no, Mont was um Mont was out early hmm. on in the season last year. He signed a veteran's minimum, I think, to come back. But it, team guy O'Connell brought him back to the Vikings. Um, and then Oboe Nick replaced by Terrell Lewis. Not you got nothing there. Doesn't seem like Terrell Lewis doesn't seem like he's a top tier edge rusher at all. So there's there's only one upgrade. It's Bobby Wagner over Troy Reader, and that's it defensively. There are none offensively.
1: Yeah, not not one upgrade. And then I'm the idiot that looks at my sports book and goes
0: over ten and a half r- wins. Rams.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's we should have saw it coming. Now that you lay it out like that, hindsight. We, like we tried to justify it. it. We tried to justify it.
0: They tried tried. to sell us that Robert Rochelle is going to be the next Jalen Ramsey with his SAR scores or whatever the hell it's called. Um, You know, SJD, we were like, he's not that good. We can get depth. Oboe, we know we have to have some decent replacements. Terrell Lewis should be fine. Like, you could talk yourself in. I see why it happened. It didn't just happen to us either, but just a really, really tough situation. Just the starting lineup, too. Fuller on IR, he was a starter. Started in the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. He was out. Right. It was it was Scott and it was um and Eric Weddle. And then Allen just came back. Edwards is on the IR. Henderson has the flu, has trouble breathing. Ronnie Rivers. I mean, just my God. <laughs> oh my
1: God. The flu. It's so bad. I'm also the idiot that started him in fantasy. Still won by a lot, but still. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to uh to take us into the break? Yeah. Why don't you give us a, like a fun name for this segment? Like, like, like Dean's, Dean's worries or something like that. Okay. First I'm going to talk about liquid death. Are you cool with that? Mm, yeah, that sounds good. Liquid death. There's
0: a new water brand out there. Hold on. I'm going to take a glug. Already not as good as my ad read. Ah, uh, yeah. True. <laughs> it never is. Just like my speech at your wedding won't be as good as your speech at my wedding. That's, well, that's let's tough, just that's Let's get that out on the table. Um, <laughs> You may have heard of it that, you know, it looks like a tall boy. It's that can that you see liquid death. You know, why is the grim reaper on a can of water? Well, he is. It's actually just mountain water. It's spring water that's available and still sparkling in three flavors. It's liquid death. There's something about drinking water out of a can. It's insanely refreshing. You can fool your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife. If you have all three, you can fool your mother. You can fool your grandmother. Have them catch you drinking an ice cold can of liquid death while they assume it could be a beer or it could just be a can of water and you're just having a sip and you're fine go get liquid death at your local whole foods ralphs albertson's von 711 or find liquid death at a retailer near you with the store locator tool at www.liquiddeath.com/lafb and i'm looking for the thing that's supposed to pop up on the screen it's so hard to do a podcast And also be the producer of I was going to say, simultaneously produce it. There it is. I did it. There it is. So click the link. Um, Okay, new segment. We're going to do Dean's worries. Nick has freaking cat ears back on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we might as well just make it fun. So what we're going to do in this segment, we are going to pull up five of my favorite tweets. So we tweeted out from Rams Brothers The Pod. I'll flash this on the screen. It's a great day to react to what the hell is going on lot of emotion floating around there, and rightfully so. I can't even read anymore. Yeah, reply wrote it. Re- Reply with your thoughts about yesterday's game and your current stance on this team slash season, and we'll read them on the show tonight. Hashtag overreaction Monday.
1: Hashtag so, you know, Dean's worries. Yeah,
0: Dean's worries, whatever. It's funny that you type out a tweet, and then you read it, and it doesn't actually work. I'm, maybe I'm just an idiot. Uh, okay, so the first tweet is from Darkly chaotic Matthew Stafford, and he tweets uh, actually, it's at Mike Blitz86. So I want to make sure I get both of those in there. Proper shout out. With a little time to process, Niners have smacked us two times a year for the last five years. <laughs> in that time, the Rams are 42 and 46, or Niners are 42 and 46, Rams are 65 and 33 with a lopsided matchup baked in with uh what we have at least 3 what is it at least 9 more weeks of football how we look versus the Niners is rarely how we play versus the league i mean if you want to be optimistic that's the tweet to read nick react maybe you read the next one cuz i can't read anymore
1: yeah i'll read the next one um that's that is a good summary of how i feel um even when teams are really really good uh like the Seahawks in their beast mode era we're always taken down by the Jeff Fisher Rams, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. Um, so I, I love that. That made me feel a lot better. And I also think this team isn't done. If they lose to Tampa, I'm ready to write the season off. But Tampa's also in a tricky spot. And you get one good win, one like good-feeling win where you're just rolling Then the sky is the limit because you're still Super Bowl champs. So (laughs) I thank you, dark chaotic Matthew Stafford.
0: Cool. Next tweet. I totally agree with you. You need you gotta get one. Brady's lost three and all over the place. They're not that good of a team.
1: We just won the Super Bowl. It's hard for me to be that upset, honestly. And I I know that's a take that a lot of people don't want to hear, but legitimately that's how I feel.
0: Completely. It takes a lot to win a Super Bowl, and we went all in and we did it. So yeah. we're here today, still alive, talking about it. Next
1: one, Nick. You got this one? Yeah. Uh, I can't put my head out the side because it's too big. Uh, this okay. is this is from Rams Talk, at Real LA Rams Talk, replying to the Rams brothers. Wait for Edwards slash Shelton. Trade for a young edge, not just for this year but for the future. Trade for Hunt Jacobs, whoever's cheaper. Got to get the run game at least league average and pressure the QB. That is so much. You're <laughs> the trade deadline is tomorrow, and all of that's going to get done? Well, uh, Dean,
0: Dean. well, no, there's health. There's I mean, some one of them is dependent on health, Shelton, right, back right. and Edwards. If you get both of those guys back, you have the starting offensive line that you thought you would have. So there's that. And then plus you're trading for a running back. So hopefully not a ton of draft capital. Yeah, and true, you're training for a true. top-tier pass rusher, which is all things. I mean, you get an improved offensive line, you get an improved running back, and an, a top-tier edge rusher, they're a better team. And then you could potentially persuade Odell to come back. So real Rams talk, I, I like the point. I agree with it. Uh, I'm a fan of the take. And I think that um, if this stuff could happen between now and tomorrow,
1: yes. The Rams have only been able to beat teams one way for the last two years, uh, arguably three and that 2020 season Cam Akers was actually pretty great. Um, so for two years, they've had to beat you one way and they've been finding loopholes to get it done. And now it's just, it's becoming apparent that no run game is just not a viable future when you have so many other glaring holes. Um, you're never going to be perfect, but you gotta get as close to perfect as you can with the guys in the room. Um, so I agree. I think Hunt dramatically takes this team to another level, and I'm excited to get there. I don't know if they get Hunt, but we'll find out soon. I, Typical Rams brothers fashion. We're going to end this episode, and it's going to drop. Well, we. Yeah, I think tomorrow everything's
0: going to go nuts. So at least we have a little bit of time.
1: Drop.
0: Beastie Boys. Yeah, I wish we had that clip. I would love to play that clip. A little background producer. Get in here. Next one. Ryan tweeted in at time fleeting 34 first half adjustments. First half felt adjustments were actually made during the buy. Second half, those adjustments via coaching in parentheses, plus lack of players execution didn't continue. Theme against San Francisco. All talk about defense when offense is dead last in the NFL. Unacceptable with skill group. Liam Cohn or McVay issue. Mm. So something, something we touched upon already. We kind of uh, talked about this already. We probably kind of already answered the question. But, yeah, there's uh, you know maybe some marriage counseling that needs to go on between those two. Nick, what are your thoughts?
1: Liam Cohen, uh, this is my hot take. This is his only year in the NFL. You have the worst offense with a team that just won the Super Bowl. You have toys, and I know not all of them are there, but you have to be better with Robinson. Um, I – I'm sure there's some degree of, of him saying, you know what? Rivers is our guy Mm because otherwise I don't think he's out there. Um, And yeah, I, if this guy's responsible for Skoronic being one of the guys who has the ball most, I'm, you know, I'm trying to pull back my Skaronic hate, but I, I, I'm not a fan of that. So I'm a big fan of that.
0: Take and I'm not even going to argue it. I think that was perfectly spot on. You have the worst offense in the league. After you've had the best offense in the league, you're going back to college.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. It's scoring, so player.
0: Taking uh, you know, you're a position group coach or you're an offensive assistant. You're not a coordinator. No, great, great, great point. Okay, next one. The years have weird.
1: given me wisdom, Dean. <laughs> it seems that way. All you, go ahead, Buck Anglex. I at I Buck seventy. <laughs> As a fan throughout the nineties, this ain't shit. Horns up. (laughs) (laughs) See,
0: That's the kind of guy I want to go out. I want to watch the game with. I want to have a couple of beers, you know, all that good stuff. It's, it's true. They were 49ers owned us. Nick, do you remember? I'm going to take you back in time. So Nick and I growing up, went to a school. uh, It was called Stockton and the, janitor's name oh, was Mr. I hope he
1: listens to this. In I hope.
0: Oh my God, that would be the greatest, but he was the nicest guy. He used to go on the roof when we would throw tennis balls and footballs onto the roof and he would stand on top of the roof and like hold all the balls out and then be like, I have them. And he would throw, it was just a great guy, but he would always give a shit about how much better the 49ers were against the Rams. And this is Nick going back 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. They got good. So we kind of laid off a little bit, but it was all throughout from early two thousands to 2005, six, and seven. The 49ers were tough against us as well. So it's really kind of just the nature of our personalities to provide a little bit of hatred in this episode, but also, you know, the smack talk has been there our whole lives.
1: Yeah. Mr. Culligan was ruthless to the point where he was like baiting me to become an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, look, dude, I, I am in fourth grade and I know loyalty. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave. And he was like, But how about them Niners?
0: Yeah, they were damn good, those Niners, we know. Yeah. Yeah, we remember. Um, but yeah, no, it's just you good memories. Good but it's also brutal memories. Yeah, I was like, yeah.
1: my team sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want me we to did do, it, bud? And the, oh, the Eagles were in the NFC
0: championship four years in a row. Right. So yeah. He was trying to bait us. I'm surprised he didn't convince us, try to convince us to be Niners fans, which would have never happened ever. Um,
1: last tweet. All you, Nick, from the Dalli Rama. Dalli Rama. I love this. I love this name. Great account. Rams are far from done. That being said, two areas I would love to see improvement. Treatment of the running backs needs improvement. Dedication to the run game. Dali Rama, 100% back you on that. And then number two, Run-blocking offensive line. Last game, QB blocking was better, but run-blocking still problematic. Thoughts? Yeah. I Look, mean, I mean, how can you not agree? agree? Yeah, the rhinestones on my cat ears are purring uh, <laughs> in agreement.
0: Uh, yeah, we said I think maybe three or four weeks ago that this team's never going to run for 200 yards in a game. Uh, this team's never going to run for 100 yards in a game. <laughs> Like they're they're lucky lucky if they get back to their average from last year they're just not capable of running the ball it's uh it's a combination of the offensive line mcVeigh you know going right back to his ways where he's an empty but it's also you know not having anything that's intricate creative different like the 49ers have you know you always see traffic flowing in one direction with the 49ers offense and then they'll counter go the opposite way or cut up a hole a massive hole that they've created and it just I mean, it's just X's and O's. Really, and interesting it's time
1: stuff. and it's smart. Yeah. It's time. It's time that Jimmy had to go through all of his progressions and read everybody, and then be like, "Oh, McCaffrey," and just throw it, dunk it right to him. Yeah. It's like that's gonna work because he, the dude's sitting there, and Stafford doesn't have that time, and the and the excessive screen passes are only gonna get you so far. They're going to get you 14 points, and then you're going to have to move forward from that because from there, it's just it's, – it is so difficult sitting down watching a Rams game this year. Like There's like little to nothing to root for. Yeah, but why is that? Is it because our expectations were too high? No, it's because they suck. <laughs> like <laughs> – there are, like, no explosive plays. Um, no, there's, none. there's nothing fun. When they win, it's close, and it's like, oh, God, they, they barely beat the Cardinals. They barely beat the Panthers. They barely beat the Falcons. It's like you never feel happy after a win. And then after a loss, obviously, you're just like, oh, God.
0: Yeah, we have to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, I think, since we started the podcast, I, I mean – 2019 was probably our roughest year coming off of the Super Bowl, but this one is right up there with it.
1: Um, but obviously,
0: you got the Super Bowl in your back pocket, so it just doesn't feel the same.
1: Yeah, like talk to me in like three years if we're still, or like yeah. would, pro- honestly, probably next year is when I'm is when I can like kind of sit totally. this down and be like, oh well, let's get back to it, everybody. And I feel like even if it's not on purpose, that has to be. There has to be some kind of that mentality in the locker room where it's mm-hmm. like the, how I feel, how I'm complacent right now. They're like subconsciously. I think that's in most of them that yeah. have stayed there. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we did it last year. Give us a minute. You know, we'll, we'll get there. We're still the Rams. And right now it's like, I don't think you are the Rams. You yeah. Not it, may not, it may not be Donald cup
0: or Stafford, but I'll tell you what, there's some role plays or some players on the bench that are like, we're not doing it again this year. You know, I'm,
1: I'm gonna yeah. go play the new Call of Duty. Ugh. I need to play something fun. Like
0: it's that simple.
1: Smash Brothers. <laughs> I hey, great World.
0: Or go play some golf yeah. with Chubbs. Or Mario Golf with yeah. King K. Rool. Of course, do whatever you want. Nick, great episode. Thank, Thank you for joining me um, with your cat ears on. I'll Happy Halloween, that. everybody! If it's not if it's not your actual cat, you're dressed as a cat.
1: Yeah, yeah, all the uh, cat meows. I felt like it was necessary that the viewers <laughs> had to listen to those, like c- popping up before I locked her out of the room when I do this, uh, uh, to see me as a cat and repent.
0: For my cat, uh, we are an imperfect couple of brothers, but that's why you love us. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, as always, real quick before we sign off. Oh, real real quick we have to play our favorite sound if i'm just stalling for one more second i'm gonna find it here it is like and subscribe thanks for listening guys take care go rams, rams. over baby we got plenty
1: of weeks left
0: go ramps